You're listening to the Sports Therapy Association podcast, putting evidence back into soft tissue therapy. Evening all, how are you? How are you doing? It's uh, just after eight o'clock and it's a Tuesday night, which can only mean one thing. It means it's the Sports Therapy Association podcast. Dun, dun, dun. Um, it's lovely to be here back on a Tuesday after a very strange Monday evening uh, last week. Strange in the sense it just threw me out for the rest of the week. Um, but hopefully it didn't um, throw you out too much. Um, if you haven't managed to listen to last week's episode, then we finished off the nutrition month uh, with Catherine Stewart. Um, registered dietitian with Dublin Nutrition Centre, um, also has a master's in sport and exercise nutrition. And it was a great episode, as always. It was just an eye opener, um, as it should be, um, because there's so much about the female athletes, which we don't know about whether you're male or female yourself. It's a topic, as we discussed with Catherine last week, um, where there's a lot of ignorance and myth and misconception, because as Catherine kind of said, and we've heard it before on the show, a lot of the research with regards to female athletes was done by well, a lot of research with regards to um, injuries and performance um, was done and nutrition was done by guys on guys. It's that old kind of cashew nut as it was by guys on guys. But that's changing slowly and we're realising that there are differences. And Catherine talked about um, topics which we need to be aware of when dealing with a female athlete. Um, and it was uh, very informative. Um, if you want to catch up with it, then that's fine. You can still do it. You missed the live show, but that's OK. I'm not going to judge you for that. But you um, can catch up on it by going to um, either any podcast app. Okay, so you can go to your favorite podcast app. Um, If you're on an iPhone, you've probably got a native one, which you just press. I think it's Apple Podcasts and uh, just look for the Sports Therapy Association podcast. If you're on um, an Android, then you've got a choice of a few. There's a few out there. You could choose Pocket Casts. I think Acast wrapped itself up recently and it's no longer there. Um, but there's a few out there which you can choose. Just go to Google Store and look for your podcast app and choose one you like. And again, just search for the Sports Therapy Association podcast and you will find all 102 episodes. If you want to watch the video, then you can go to YouTube, um, to the Sports Therapy Association uh, YouTube channel and watch it there. And you can also go to the sta.co.uk, which is the webpage for the Sports Therapy Association. On there, painstakingly, every week I upload um, a link to the video and also the show notes, which has all the links and important stuff which we talked about in the episode for you to click on, um, ways to get in contact with the guests, information about the guests. It breaks down everything we talked about so you can see whether you want to delve into it or not. Um, so that I recommend you go there as well to the sta.co.uk. That's how you do it. Um, so that wrapped up nutrition last week. We've got a new month now and I'm very excited. It's been a topic which, um, people have been asking you for, for a while and, um, it's going to be focused on business. Okay. It's the business side of things, which is so important. Uh, like I put across social media in the adverts, um, I still believe a lot of therapists, well, the therapists I kind of come across and see on social media, Um, are devoting a lot of their time to the hands-on stuff, to the manual stuff, to the new courses, to the new massage guns, to the new type of needle, to the new whatever it is you're going to poke, rub, twist or do to your patient. All of that is relevant and it could be great. But if you've got a business, you've got a business. 
okay um, and there's certain business acumen which if you're not aware of or you haven't got somebody giving you advice or maybe looking after an aspect of it then you, you, your business is is likely to either stay as it is or maybe just dry up and and you're going to lose it so i'm really looking forward to this month um, we've got some great speakers lined up and hopefully it will give you a chance to um, answer some questions to questions you've never even thought of before one of the things I do want to do throughout this month is if you've got any business related questions, then then if you think of them, then send them to me. OK, I've got three other guests lined up for the month. So if you've got any aspect of business to do with um, soft tissue therapy, having a clinic or running a business, then send them to matt at the STA dot co uk and i'll make sure that they get sent or introduced to our guests in the next three weeks and of course if you're here tonight joining us live you'll be able to ask questions directly to our guest i'm very excited to bring to you mr tim allardyce who we had on the show it's actually a year ago a year ago pretty much to, to the date um who was talking about exercise prescription software some of you will know tim already be using his we have my patient um we're not going to focus on that tonight if you're interested in exercise prescription software i would definitely go back to what was it episode 50 58 back in july last year a great episode and we talked all about the pros and cons of different types of uh, prescription software and it was great because tim is one of these guys again that i love who is not just I, I never have anyone on who's just here to sell their business you know he like all of my guests are the first to say you know what what i do might not be for you it might not suit you and that goes for pretty much every guest i think i've had on um there's no solution for all therapists in the world it's not that at all and the more you ask questions about yourself and what you need the more you'll decide and realize what you do need okay it's all very individual so there we go as always if you've got questions for tim then fire them away we're just on the youtube channel for sports therapy association tonight so we're really focusing on helping the therapists if you do ask a question i can bring you up onto the screen so for example gary benson founder of the sta is in the house as always gary benson that says even all very um what's the adjective of police i'm not sure police like um catherine ryan has joined us as well catherine ryan is saying hi everyone nice to see you on time this week catherine well done and so on people are coming in so um if you haven't joined us live then no problem but do please as always leave a rating and a review on the podcast um whether you're on uh iphone or on android it really helps us increase in the google rankings and helps the word of our good guests get out there further Anyway, that's been a very long introduction. So uh, without further ado, I should bring up Mr. Tim Allardyce. You're listening to the Sports Therapy Association podcast, putting evidence back into soft tissue therapy. Hello, mate. How are you doing? Doing really well. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> oh, well, it's, it's only taken a year. We had a little discussion as a few of us sat around the table and finally we decided after a year, yeah, you can come back now. Really grateful and, and 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 I love these shows. So I was really, really pleased to be asked. It was really lovely. Thank you. Uh, my pleasure. I'm really excited. And to tell you the truth, honestly, without making your head too big, when when I knew that a business week was coming up, there was like five I had five fingers out and you were one of them. And it was like, well, got to get Tim sharing his experience on the show. And the yep. other people I'm glad to say are all coming along as well in the weeks to come. So really cool that you could say yes and you could make it. No, brilliant. Fantastic. Um, uh, people are still coming in. Just a little reminder, if you do join us on the live, you can bring questions up, like Nikki Mansfield has joined us. Eden, everyone. What, everyone's kind of a bit cockney tonight. Gary sends it off a trend, and he's from Lincoln. Everyone's like, evening. All right, mate. How's it going, Nikki? Like, he's how you doing, mate? Nice to see dialects happening. 
anyway, so Tim, it's been a year. So I was interested in last time you were here, um, you were talking obviously about Rehab My Patient, which hopefully I imagine a lot of our listeners are aware of because um, it sits pretty high up there. Again, I'm not just saying this to inflate your ego, but it's still pretty much one of the go-to exercise prescription tools for a lot of people with clinics. But I'm interested because you're so involved with all sorts of different therapists from all different backgrounds and careers, what's it been like year-wise? You've got your ear to the ground fairly much, you know, quite a lot. Is it all better now? COVID has kind of left us or most of us alone? Is yeah, it it's, more? yeah, it's been, I mean, look, it's, it's been a very, very difficult year. You know, we've, 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 we've come off if you, if you look at the last 12 months have been a very difficult year you know covid was extremely difficult and sports therapists and soft tissue therapists i think were hit very 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 hard um you know in the first wave of covid we lost about 90 percent of our clients uh i say lost i mean we we, we didn't lose 90 percent. we didn't um, um uh, what happened was they just stopped coming in because they had to you know we, we lost our two biggest client base which was was the sports patients and we lost the the older patients and so we, we got hit about 90 percent in in march 2020 um march april may june 2020 uh and then it started bouncing back a bit in the summer and then we got hit again with covid and we were about 30 percent down on numbers during the second wave um and then things did improve a bit um so it's been a very very tough year um our 2021 year was 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 almost break even so we we just about um, just about break even across my group of clinics, um, and um, but 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 we were profitable over the last twelve months. So it's been a tough year, and in you know what? How's it going to pan out? I think that um, some people have been very busy since COVID started improving because there's big backlogs in the NHS, and I think that benefits anybody in the private sector. Um, people have also got some disposable money um, to spend. However, as we all know, you know, the, 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 the horizon is not looking that bright and I'm worried about the next few months. So we're having internal chats now about what's going to happen over the next six months. Um, if you want me to go into that, I'm happy to share my thoughts, although I'm not a, 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 a accurate predictor. I can't predict the future, but I can share, share with you what we're talking about. In yeah, no, definitely. I'm very interested in it. Yeah. Well, I'm worried about the future now. Um, and, and actually, I think this is why this business podcast is really good timing, because I really want to give you guys um, a bit of a nudge to say, just be careful out there, because we're predicting a recession is going to hit the UK by the end of the year. Now, what we're seeing now is a, we're about nine, depending on which source you're in, we're probably between seven and nine percent inflation at the moment in the UK. Uh, now, that's pretty bad it's not not as bad as sudan which is i think 200 percent um 200 i think turkey is about 70 percent inflation year uh, over the last 12 months um so we've got a lot of inflation which means everything's more expensive from your loaf of bread to your pint of milk to your energy costs to your computers to your phones to anything you buy it's costing more money how many of you guys have put your prices up probably not many because you're feeling oh I don't want to put my prices up at this moment right after COVID. I just think people need a bit more help, you know, and, and it's tough. So all the things you're buying from the massage oil to the lotion to the couch roll is more expensive, which means we're getting squeezed and we are getting squeezed. And that's a worry. And that's what inflation does. But what also happens with inflation is that the Bank of England want to control it. So they don't want inflation too high 
because it's a very bad situation if everything starts rocketing up in value because wages don't keep up. So they've started raising interest rates and we've seen we've started to see this process. And when the bank things start raising interest rates, they'll do that to try and bring inflation back down. Now, typically, we want to target a 2% inflation and we're at possibly 9%. So we're well over the target level. And that means that we could be seeing more interest rate rises. If we see more interest rate rises, well, anybody here that owns their own premises, whether it's your home or a clinic premises, you probably have a mortgage and you're going to see increased mortgage repayments. And that's going to be across nationally. So people will get squeezed because they have to pay more money on their mortgage. So they may not spend more money. So now's the time to be thinking about business and uh, promoting yourself to your existing clients and working hard to build up that client list. From, from my experience, I mean, my biggest issue in being a therapist all my life, particularly when I was younger, it's got a bit better, but still I, I don't like talking about money um, and I've avoided it. I've normally been working for somebody else. I've never had my, well, I've got little side businesses, but I've always worked in a clinic where I was the kind of the, the kind of workhorse and there was other people doing all the money stuff in the background, deciding what, you know, people charge and stuff. Cause I just didn't like it. I remember once having to be or a couple of times having to be walked around the block by kind of managers and, and, and line managers saying, Matt, and give me the conversation of Matt, how much do you think, do you think a dentist ever, worries about what they're charging patients or doctors and the whole kind of like thing and by the, within 20 minutes i'm thinking yes i can she raised my prices you know from 45 to 50 or 55 to 60 but i think with a lot of therapists by the, by the definition of wanting to work in healthcare you shy away from the business side of things you want to get thank yous you you do it because your payment is seeing people being happier and i think i suspect that for a lot of therapists there is there is this fear of getting too involved of putting prices up this fear of getting a reputation of being in for the money so it's interesting that you've talked to all that straight off and i think it's really important because i think for a lot of people that will hit home um so you're saying people should basically be thinking about putting their prices up but that's yeah, just, just done, start, isn't it just start nudging them up if you can now look i'm exactly the same i actually really struggle when it comes to money um for ages i and i still hate going to banks um, I hate opening up my online bank account. Um, I just I just detest doing it. I hate dealing with money. Thank goodness we're completely cash free now at, at, at the clinics. Um, so, so we just take credit card and debit card payments. Um, and, and I hate to dealing with it. I hate dealing with money. I hate, we, we're not salespeople, we're therapists and our priority is to help our patients. And that's really instilled in the majority of us. Um, so it is hard, but also you have to respect your time and things have got more expensive. I don't know about you, but we spend about 25,000 pounds or have been spending about 25,000 a year on PPE. Mm. So that's aprons, masks, extra cultural disinfectant, um, sprays. Um, now that's starting to, to, to reduce now, which is good, but just this extra cost. Um, so we did, we nudged our prices up from 40 pounds a session to 45 pounds for half an hour session. Um, and, um, and we encouraged all of our guys, you know, that that that, that um, subcontract or rent rooms from us to do the same, um, and and patients still, clients, patients still, still, still are happy to, to pay that. If you nudge it up slowly, I think then then it's okay. Um, but check your local areas while you're not undercharging. I mean, I still think we're affordable for what we charge. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, a lot of clinics are more expensive than we are, um, but but I want to be affordable. I don't want to price people away from getting treatment because I know that treatment's so valuable. 
So have we kind of fallen upon, I mean, the title of this episode to open up our focus on business was how to have a successful clinic. Part of that seems to be, well, it's relevant to what time your living is in and what's going on around you. It's going to change. The secret to success is going to change according to the external environment. But I kind of put as a tagline when we were talking about it, you were going to go through the five most common ways you've seen in your experience for therapists to kind of fail or not make the most of what they've got. Mm-hmm. is is one of them on your list not knowing how much you're worth or undercharging do you think that could be one of them um yeah it, it's it's definitely a factor but but if you are charging less than you should be i mean you, you know there's always those that go out there and just work like really 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 hard and that can be good it can be bad obviously that takes a big toll on your body um, and can take a toll on you mentally but it can bring in good income you know, mm. and and so there are ones out there that, that that really are the workhorses and really really work hard and 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 uh, you know and still have you, you know and there's others that, that put the prices up and see less less people and um, and can make the same sort of money. So it depends on what sort of person you want to be. So there are ways around it. Um, it's not in my top five, um, but it's mm. probably would be in my top ten. I'm excited that we've already kind of skirted around the top five. Then, um, yeah. if you if you're listening to us live, then obviously particularly this month but as always we want your input we want some questions so anybody listening live um have you recently put your prices up do you struggle with the idea of putting your prices up um how do you decide how much you're going to charge all these sort of questions i think are relevant but we'd love to hear what you personally have been through and what you're going through now as we what continue you with this Matt, for your appointments Oh, I, I can never say it out loud. It's like asking a woman her age. <laughs> <laughs> but I must admit, I did make a business decision. I mean, COVID for me was, I was already very much into um, online consultations because a lot of my clients, even when I was working full-time in clinic doing gate analysis, I was getting people from other countries traveling to the UK for gate analysis because they read the website, they read the stuff I was doing. I had somebody from New York, a sprinter, a young sprinter came over with her parents. And even though I had a telephone call with them and said, look, do you really need to come over? I was like, I was the worst business person ever. I was going, do you really need to come along from the Atlantic to here? I mean, what do you think's going on? And eventually says, no, we, we really want to come over and see you and blah, blah, blah. So I thought I had a chat with someone and said, look, they want to come over and see you. What are you going to do? You're going to you know, refuse their money. So, that made me realize that a lot of my audience in particular, because of the stuff I've put out for like 20 years now, are abroad um, and and not all of them can hop over and see me. So I'd already, I was already doing online. And during COVID, that kind of boomed. And then I realized that because I'm a bit of a problem solver, most people who come to me, they're having issues elsewhere. They come to me willing with ears open because they're failing elsewhere. So I realized that really I'm providing a bit of a specialist thing. So I did whack my prices up um, by probably about 25% um, because I was willing to see 10 people a month, for example, rather than 25, 30, because that was kind of my target audience. And I did seek the help of kind of a mentor. We can talk about mentors and things later on, but we had a chat about it, about, you know, what are you offering? How many people out there are going to, you know, want to use that service? And it made perfect sense for me to, yeah, whack my prices up, even though I thought I'm going up 30% because that's what my audience were. That's who they are. That's what they're going to be prepared to pay because they're like that. So, so I haven't told you exactly what it is, but I did put them up a lot because of COVID and that suits my lifestyle completely. Yeah. Right? And yeah, if yeah. anything, I think I've got a few more people because they saw there's that whole kind of, I come in when I did economics A level, there's that kind of, luxury goods where something's yeah. a bit more expensive 
Yeah. People and will go for it. Demand for expensive luxury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people perceive things are expensive. And some mm. if some people perceive things are expensive as high quality. Mm. Um, so there's always there's always that aspect. So you might and as long as you give it. Yeah, you need to give the service. Yeah, otherwise it's a bad yeah. way. It's the end. Yeah, otherwise you you know you just uh, you know you so so that sometimes is, is relevant to one's skill level and one's training as you as you upskill. So you might want to increase prices and become a bit more specialist in a particular area like gait analysis or whatever, maybe back pain or shoulder pain or or you know or particular sports. Well, I mean what. I mentioned mentorship there. I mean, I've had a few people in my career who I have bent their ears and chatted to and, and, and it's really helped. Um, and I think in COVID, one of the thing, good things that came out with it was therapists started opening up and looking for advice and talking to each other because there were so many questions going on. And, and mentorship's kind of boomed quite a lot now. There's a few companies out there who are doing mentorship and, and the ideas out there. Do you think in these current times, given the, the potential kind of fall back into financial problems and, that mentorship is a way forward for a lot of therapists to talk to an expert? Yeah, I do. I, I think the thing is about a lot of us is most of us, uh, the majority of us actually work alone, mm. whether we're in a room alone or whether we run our own clinics or whether we're sole traders, we work alone, the majority of, of, of people in this industry, in the therapy industry. Um, and, and that means that you've always got to self-motivate. But it's very hard to self-motivate at a high level for a long period of time. We can all push ourselves for a week or a couple of weeks or a month, but actually to do it for a year, two years, five years, 10 years, actually it really, really helps to have a coach or a mentor or exactly the same way that weightlifters can lift weights and sprinters can sprint, but coaches can help motivate those sprinters and pick up small little errors that they're doing, even though they know how to sprint. They can look at the small areas and, and, and support those athletes and the coaches and mentors can support us. So I'm a big supporter of getting mentors and asking for advice and getting support. And it's just what it does is it holds you accountable and it sets you goals. And so you, it helps um, it helps um, motivate you to do well, to work hard, to hit targets. I've had Excellent. lots of mentors over the years um, mm. and, and I'm really pro mentoring. Uh, it's it's been enormously helpful uh, and the best thing you can do is get a mentor who is better than you Definitely. so you get someone who's been there done it been successful it depends what you want to achieve if you want to work in elite sport go and find a mentor that's worked in elite sport if you want to grow a clinic go and find a mentor that's grown a clinic uh, mm -hmm. and, and maybe they've stepped back a bit and want to give something back now um, so find someone that's doing it better and see what they're doing and ask them for support and the chances are they'll offer you their time for free yeah that would be good that would be nice yeah they might start off that way but it's interesting as one as well because yeah yeah i do worry sometimes because there are companies opening up as mentors and i question whether they're just jumping on the mentor bandwagon so it's tricky as always isn't as good and bad out there but i won't go down that road Catherine's come in um let's have a little look Catherine's come in with a comment here Catherine Reimer says i increased mine referring to fees i guess after two years of keeping them at the same rate two years knowing i wasn't making any money because of it i increased mine by five pounds in may but still struggling for clients and Catherine continues saying i work full-time doing something else then i work evenings when i have clients doing sports massage i feel i can't give an enough effort towards my business i work on my own in a gym so quite a few people like Catherine, i imagine um putting two jobs together um two years without raising prices 
Should, does that flash alarm bells or is it always depends on the individual? No, I mean, it depends on the individual and it depends on what's right for you and for your clientele. So for, for us, we didn't put our price up, I think, for three years, actually. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it's best just to nudge prices up slowly. Um, but, but read your, your area, read your demographic um, and, um, and, 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 and judge it according to where you, where you location, according to your skill level, according to your experience, according to your desire for how much you want to work and how much you want that lifestyle. Um, so there's a lot of factors that, that, that come into play with raising the prices. Right. I'm excited that your that wasn't even in your top five. So so we're yeah. going to talk about what you regard as the five most common. Obviously, it will depend on in people's individual circumstances. But in your experience, again, you speak to a lot of therapists. You've yeah. through rehab my patient or oh, just to mention, like right. in March, you doubled. Probably, I don't know. Double. I'm just making up that stat. But you took on sports injury fix as well. Yeah. Probably, <laughs> which as if you didn't have enough people in, in case you listen to the podcast that was a fantastic face palm kind of like his, his palm just went straight into his forehead when he realized again what he yeah, does it's, it's it's not been my best business decision that's for sure um but but i did agree to take it on and, and not make profit from it and I, but you know i'm actually really proud of what we've done which is keep the lights on for those that used to because otherwise they would have been in a very 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 sticky position um, I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's been extremely hard um, and not assigning blame to anybody for that. It's the fact that, um, that you know, we've, what we've got to do is really get our head around the code. It's a mm-hmm. very, very complicated code. Um, and um, we, we, have, we have heard today that we, we, we may be able to get some support from the old developer in about two weeks when he's back from holiday. Uh, but it's been a real challenge. Um, but we're chipping away. We're making small steps um yeah. and um yeah but it wasn't it's not been my best uh my best decision that's for sure. oh but my, my heart was bleeding for you i've watched your updates probably two or yeah. three of them since march yeah. and and like some people it's, it's just human nature isn't it some people are really supportive going oh thanks for stepping in yeah. mate when it was about yeah. to go under we thank you for that it's really nice to him other people are like this isn't working that's not working it's really crap i'm going elsewhere and you're like they're not yeah. nasty people. It's just human nature, isn't it? It's I've, yeah. People. Honestly, I could if, if I could tell you, I, I would like to actually. I'd love to read some of the emails. Oh, they've been horrific. Yeah. I mean, I. Oh my goodness. I honestly, if I if I could just read you some of the things that people say, skin. You know, I, I mean, yeah. You know, people like really, really yell at me over ten quid, mm. um, and and it's really, really difficult, and I really, really don't care you know we'll, we'll give you the 10 quid back um but if you think you looked at my line there, there it wasn't a 10 quid problem it's 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 been really difficult you know and and, and a lot of the problems that we've had with that is is coding so it's mm. a matter of understanding the code and understanding the site the, the code is extremely complicated and um, mm. it's a good site it does a good job it's actually very functional and mm. um, there's things we've got to improve and, and, and i intend to improve it and make it better and then once i've got it to a stage where i'm happy with it um and, and improve the site i'd like to donate it to the soft tissue community mm-hmm. um, and, and let it be run by the community because that's where i think it ultimately should sit um it's a good product um but it's a very complicated code okay well hats off to you and thank you on behalf of the soft tissue therapy community nah, that's right, that yeah. it was purely out of guys we can't let this disappear it's gonna yeah. screw up so many people we had to um, keep this thing on because yeah, suddenly really you know, you. every single subscriber would have had no access to it that means no access to your notes, no access to your client base, no access to your previous appointments, no access to anything. And, and that site was going to, that, that you know, they were going into liquidation. The company's been shut mm. down. 
I did emergency talks from over two days and um, and we agreed to to um, take on the, the 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 liabilities of the company uh, which were significant and keep it on good on you right top five mistakes most commonly made i think you... my number one oh you're gonna go number one down are you you're not gonna start number five and work oh, okay we'll start at number five. Sorry, okay, keep five. it going put the hook in there you've got to all those people will turn off after one it's 8 30 go for it the first thing that i would say um is that i see quite a lot of sports therapists just being massage soft tissue therapists and i think there's a real place in the market to be more than that okay mm-hmm. and i think there's nothing wrong with upskilling yourself whether it's in rehabilitation and exercise prescription whether it's in muscle energy techniques or dry needling or or mobilizations or you know or, or osteopathic techniques you know i think if you upskill yourself and offer more than just your normal standard soft tissue therapy i think you do really really well and and then your clientele will really be impressed by it and i see this all the time i see a difference between people that just massage someone for an hour and those that massage someone for 50 minutes and talk to them about exercises and it goes such a long way and people really respect that and i think you know you'll, you'll definitely retain more clients if you do that okay so that's number so that's five number five is upskill educate get trained improve your, your skill your experience your knowledge uh, my number four is not rebooking your clients and patients because we always feel get guilty to do it. And I do too. Not as much as I used to, but I do. It's not rebooking your clients and patients because you know what? They're seeing you because they want to see you. And don't be afraid to say, I'd like to see you in two weeks time. You're still in pain. Pop back and see me in two weeks time yeah now we're not we're not selling them a course of 10 trims we're not selling them a course of 20 trims we 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 wouldn't ever do that okay we wouldn't ever sell a course of treatments but what we do do is it's okay to say you know if you if you want to see me you can see me it's your choice and people do but because we don't rebook them then they just drift away and it's okay to rebook them if they're in pain and they need help and they want to see you and it's on their terms then I think it's fine to rebuild them. That's amazing. I'm really excited that's your number four because that's probably in my history, again, with my natural fear of taking money and that's probably my number one. And and I was especially priding myself on being kind of helping patients help themselves and not creating, you know, a reliance on the therapist and all the kind of stuff which is I read about and is cool. I was literally saying to people, no, really, you don't need to see me again. Go away. It's like you're fine by yourself, which was just ridiculous because what? Because like you said, that person might realize that they don't need you, but they also know they're probably not going to do their exercise unless they come in. Or maybe they just want to see you because they have a great hour. It's to get away from everything else and they'll, you know, be more focused when they come in to see you. They could have 101 questions. So for probably a good year, I was turning people away and they were probably just going to see someone else because they thought, well, Matt doesn't want to see me. Whereas I thought I was being the hero and, and, you know, producing all these self-sufficient patients. So, yeah, it was just changing the word a little bit, saying, well, look, you could get by by yourself with what I've given you. But if you want to come back, that's fine as well. It really is up to you. Yeah. And bam, you've opened the door. You've opened and then, the door. 
and you're doing nothing wrong, which for me was, I always felt like I was doing something wrong. I got, I, the pendulum swung too far the other way. Yeah. And also a lot of people earn a lot more than us. Most people earn a lot more than us. So for them, whatever you're charging is probably tuppence. It's like, what better way of spending, you know, that amount of money for now? It's great value. You are. I'd love to spend it on you. Yeah. You know, so really cool. Good question for, I'm interested people joining us. Some people are still coming in, whether, you have problems with that do you turn people away because you think you know otherwise you're creating a you're making them feel that they need to see you or um do you could you divide that up to two because i think another one is not going through and contacting patients who haven't been out for a while i know it's pretty bad as that's well that's my number two Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'll delete that from the file. No, no, no. It's good. I mean, we can talk about it now. We can, we can move it. Kind of links in, doesn't it? A little bit. It does link in. And that's such a big, big, big factor because you know what? We always feel a bit guilty. Like, oh, maybe they didn't come back because they didn't really like my treatment. Or maybe they didn't come back because I I didn't mobilize their neck. Or maybe they didn't come back because they were still in pain and and my, my, my treatments didn't help them come out of pain. Yeah. So we always feel a bit guilty. Like maybe they didn't come back because I wasn't good enough or I didn't help them enough with their pain. Um, and you know what? It's it's um, actually there's a very good possibility you did a fantastic job and the techniques that you used did help them and the things that you offered them did help them. It's just that you haven't contacted them and they, you're just out of their mind. And you know what? It's so, 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 so powerful just to reach out to your previous clientele. And your previous patient list and just say hi i'm here and um, you could say hey um you know i i i i'm now doing xyz i now do pilates classes on a wednesday evening or i um you know i'm now doing gait analysis you know mm-hmm. just remind them what you do remind them how good you are remind them if you've been on 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 on, on um courses get their email addresses on a database and email them Mm-hmm. every couple of months every three months it doesn't have to be hard just send them an email and go hi i'm here and this is what i've been up to and then they they get to know you and they want to support you and they'll come back to see you it's great advice and again it just opens that door doesn't it and the number of times when you do do it you get oh wow it's so cool that you emailed me actually it's funny to say that i have been getting that pain in my shoulder again and i was just you know i haven't got around to calling you and it's yeah and it, it goes undone so much doesn't it I know I like I'd set a challenge right now to anyone that's watching this and struggling for clients is phone tomorrow phone 15 of your previous clients that you've not seen for one year and just phone them and go hi I just want to let you know that I'm 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 doing xyz um and I've just phoned up see how you're doing and I would leave a message from and you'll be amazed you out of 15 people you call I bet you you'd pick up at least three people that we've booked back in with you mm. and that's three clients that's three appointments that you'll get in next week and that's 150 200 pounds of income coming in from making an hour's worth of calls mm. i think it's interesting you said phone as well because i've had it before where i've phoned and it's like oh well, that email address i haven't used that for ages or that email just yeah. shut down or i'm not yeah. on social media anymore or or your newsletter, which goes out religiously every month, just goes into my spam mail. I've never yeah. seen it before. You know, it's, there's a lot yeah. of that, isn't there? The yeah. old phone. Yeah. It's much more personal as well, isn't it? It's, it's, it's yeah. But yeah. We, but we, we fear it. We run away we from it. We fear it. We fear, we fear picking up the, pro- the, the phone. Um, and if you do fear picking up the phone, which you shouldn't, but if you do, 
then you know there's 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 great softwares online where where you can send sms's you know mm. you've probably got their mobile number put the mobile number into a spreadsheet go onto one of these sms sending websites it will cost you about 4p to send an sms maybe yeah about 4p to send an sms upload your, your database and send them an sms going hi i just wanted to touch base i hope you're doing well i just thought i'd let you know an interesting news and you know and see what comes back great advice i, love I that. reckon you would get people coming back and remember sms is a good marketing tool sms's are very very highly read mm-hmm. it's like 95 percent open rate of an sms compared to you know if you're getting 35 percent open rate of an email you're doing well mm. um, but a lot of people you know they just delete emails because everyone gets so many emails mm. but actually sms's tend to be read yeah, so yeah, I, use, yeah. I use um, I use I uh, use an SMS um, tool, um, a website. I can't remember what it's called, so I'm not used it for a while. Um, I think it was called. Um, uh, let me just see if I can find it. Uh, no, I'll have to Google it a bit harder. It's not coming up on my. I'll make sure it goes into the notes when you do find it. But yeah, yeah. people get less SMS. Te- I think it's called Text Marketer or something like mm. that. Uh, and it cost me 4p a message and I, you buy the credits um i bought i think a thousand credits or something mm. uh, or two thousand credits and it cost a couple hundred quid uh, or less hundred quid i can't remember um and, and, and then i uploaded my the csv file and i lost that message and that's how you get around the nervousness of picking up the phone going hi i have not spoken to you for a year which yeah, you yeah, should yeah. never feel nervous doing yeah 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 because you know what so many of your clients probably go oh wow it's so great to hear from you mm. You know, yeah, I've been yeah. mean, like you said, I've been meaning to call you because I've mm. had shoulder pain for the last six weeks. I've got headaches, I'm getting neck ache. Um, every morning I'm waking up with neck pain. And I've been meaning to call you to see if you can do some treatment on my neck to improve it. Yeah, definitely that'll be the the majority. And even if you do get one who goes, No, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine, and they just hang out. So what? It's like you just move so on what? to the next one, don't you? you so know? what? Who cares? Yeah. So yeah, so yeah. so what the next call the next one? And the next one and pick up those plants and they'll be so pleased to hear from you excellent okay so we've done number five i'm so glad i didn't just guess your number one then that still leaves the hook in there so we've done number five which was um making sure you keep at the end of a session open the door to the client coming back don't just send them away um and then we kind of yeah. stumble forwards because of made my thought of to number two which was go through your database and bring people back if you haven't heard from them for a while and don't be worried about that and use the phone let's go all the way back sounds like the charts let's go back to number four this week which is what fourth biggest ever people make um it, it's not networking mm-hmm. you need that group of people who know who you are and networking is free to do and it just involves talking to people it involves communication and you know what i would say to you the next 50 people you come across just tell them what you do and have that conversation i used to do it all the time when i set up my clinic in 2005 and i would go down to the local athletics track and i'd make friends with sports coaches and i'd say to them I'm here and I'm building up my business and I'm happy to treat your athletes for free if they'd like any treatment. And within about six months, they were sending so many athletes over because I treated a whole load of them for free. And then suddenly they all wanted to come for treatment because they all were doing really well. And you just get that networking. Um, And, 
you know you can offer them a discount um to groups so you build that group of clientele or patients who will see you if you sit, sit at home and not get yourself out there how are you going to get these people in you need to network yourself and have that confidence to talk to people about what you do do you think there's a danger of people confusing or thinking that social media is the new networking and that's how by following yes. people and yes instead of and going down to the track going down to the gym going down to the club yeah yes you know there's absolutely a place for social media but we all know the best form of communication is actually just going and having a chat to somebody mm. you know and you can just you might be um you might just take some cards out or just you know you might walk past people in the park or you know it sounds mad but actually do you know what just chatting to people you build a network and that, that works best in small groups in clubs in niches in sailing clubs or squash clubs or or hockey clubs or rugby clubs you know and when you get attached to a rugby club you'll be amazed because the rugby players see you and their wives see you and, and their partners see you and the, the the older gentleman propping up the bar having a beer they all see you but you get that 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 group of of contacts and that's how i started you know 2002 before i was qualified to that no, i called from 2002 2002 and 2000 i joined a rugby club and i gave two years voluntary pitch side um work to a rugby club and i was working from my mum's home and i was treating players for free and i was doing it for free for two years and to build up my experience and they were sending all their wives and girlfriends and partners and and and, and 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 fathers and family over for treatment and they're all paying yeah two years that's cool two years and after that i chose 60 pounds did another three years after that 60 pounds a week yeah yeah Uh, and i think i I made one one season i think i made 1200 pounds from from um from from pitch side and 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 doing an evening a week Mm. so not a lot of money um but what it did do is it was a start of helping me build my, my business because they, yeah. I've built that reputation and they all wanted to come in and, and trust to face. It's a powerful face tool. Yeah. Gary's made a couple of, as always, um, Gary's made a couple of great comments based on that. Um, mm. Mentioned contacting clients post-treatment is important to develop the therapeutic relationship. Yeah. yeah, giving them a bars, how's it going? Especially if you haven't heard from them, not taking it personally, isn't it? Thinking if they don't contact you that they just don't want to come in again. Yeah. People are busy. Yeah. People have other things to do. Yeah. And then he continues um, on what we we're just talking about now. Gary says giving talks and demonstrations at local groups is a great way of building local reputation as is wearing branded clothing. Gary sees the six foot six club thinking the same thing because we know how difficult it is to get branded clothing. But yeah, I've, I, the number of times as a person fueled by coffee and, and grabbing coffees in Nero's Costas. And that was years ago when I didn't care so much about my coffee. But yeah, just having a sports therapist coat on your back or a T-shirt with something on it. And a number of people who were just going, say, oh, sorry to bother you. I just realized that you're a sports therapist. I was have, I was making business whilst I was having a coffee in a bar or something. It was a good way to do. And also, I always recommended to other people that don't just put your, your sports therapist on your back. Stick a phone number on there. Because a number of people who don't want to approach you or talk to you, but they might. I had people writing down my number, you know, where that, that famous question of where did you hear about me from, which is so important. I'm hoping that's not your number one, but you know, where did you hear about me is such an important question. Then you know what's working or not. But the number of times it was, oh, actually, someone saw you out and you had a jacket or something on. Bam, that was that was my number. So it's a big one. Yeah. Uh, branded clothing, and obviously, branded if you're clothing. in the STA and you're interested in branded clothing, just talk to Gary Benson because we're proud uh, providers of merchandise for the STA. Yeah. That's a great call. Hmm. 
Okay, right. So um, networking, yes. I mean, we could easily talk about ways of networking and maybe we will expand on that at another date. But that's our number four, isn't it? We've got three and one to go. Mm-hmm. Um, let's have number um, three. Yeah, so, well, um, so, uh, well, actually, I, 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 so we've got the not rebooking your, your, your clients and patients yeah. and, and not just being another, don't just be a massage therapist, right? Oh, yes. I know yeah, you're yeah, way yeah. more than that, you know, but, but, it, but it's easy just to get into that routine, but, 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 but be much more on that upskill um, and, and use all your skills that you, you, you've learned on the way. Um, uh, so we've got um, not networking um and not following up your previous clients mm-hmm. um and and my bit other one i think is, is is spending money on advertising so i think it's a, an error and i don't recommend it um for, for for growing your your clientele with a therapy business i would not recommend advertising um and it's simply do pr and networking so don't waste money on adverts because my experiences and i have been there and i've wasted an awful lot of money on adverts from magazines to box outs in papers to i've tried pretty much every advertising um, and my experience is it doesn't work very well and you spend a lot of money and you don't get a good return i wasn't i really wasn't sure which way you were going to go then because you went not advertising i was like does it mean that one of the mistakes is people are not advertising does it mean people are advertising too much so you're saying paying, that paying it's advertising. advertising and paying for advertising, paying for advertising hasn't got a good return yeah you are much better off buying a printer mm. buying a ream of a4 paper mm. printing out some a4 flyers on your printer going around your the five roads closest to where you work and put in paper through people's envelope, uh, through people's doors. Mm. And you'll probably pick up a couple of clients per hundred mm. um, leaflet drops. And that's what I used to do. Get a couple of clients per hundred or two clients. And if you do enough of those two clients, you'll soon actually pick up those people. Mm. And people are prepared to pay and see you. And people are in pain. And there are people with disposable cash out of that. I know people are feeling the pinch. Yes, they are. Especially since April, since the energy prices went up. But if you hit enough people, there are people that are prepared to pay for treatment. So it's getting out there. It's it's networking and talking to people and it's not spending money on advertising. Interesting. We are going to have a whole episode devoted to social media. When when you because the latest form of advertising, which is pretty much rammed down your throat, it's a very successful way of generating money by the people who are offering advertising. But Facebook, for example. You know, you're always offered and it's kind of for a while it was the kind of poster child of you can select what audience you want. You can select which region and it kind of was like the perfect solution. But have you got any experience with Facebook marketing? Does it depend on what you're selling? Yeah, I have. I have. I've tried a lot of sponsored posts. um, And if I'm being honest, I've always been disappointed. Right. Um, and I, please, there's probably people out there that, 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 that would prove me wrong. And there's probably people that are doing it actually a lot better than I did because I tried it myself. So it's probably, you know, if you're actually out there doing sponsored Facebook posts and you're actually making it work and you're making money, just, well, fantastic, keep doing it. Mm. My experience is it's very, very hard. You don't tend to get a good return. And um, um, it, it, it might work in the short term, but over a longer period, it, it doesn't tend to. Uh, and that's my experience. But if you are doing it, uh, is there anyone out there that has done sponsored Facebook posts? And, and how did it work for you? Yeah, we'd love to hear people in the live lounge. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. I've, 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 
I don't know when it started. I'm not sure, but I'm really backing away from social media in quite a big way. I'm just, I'm just getting tired. Of it. I'm not sure it's because my kids are getting a bit older and I'd see myself on my phone or I'm just more conscious of it. But in doing so, when I am on social media, I still need to do it to find some amazing guests for this show and stuff like that, just to stay informed. But I'm kind of seeing in the last few months, a dramatic drop in the number of likes and shares, particularly on Facebook. There's a few big things which are being launched in this month um, and people have been, you know, dancing and singing about it in the normal locations. And I'm seeing kind of like three or six likes, whereas normally it would be kind of 40, 50, 100, 200 likes. And something's happened. I'm not quite sure. I haven't put my finger on it yet. But um, social media is taking a little bit of a turn. I don't think as many people are actually that interested now in what they see digitally. I'm not sure what the reason I, is. I think the same. I think I think uh, a lot of people are, are changing from social media onto uh, onto TikTok, from Facebook mm-hmm. to TikTok. So mm. I've seen a big growth. I've, we see a big growth in TikTok. We've just started a TikTok account. Mm. Um, and and I, I see people, I think people are getting a bit bored of Facebook, if, I, if mm. I'm honest. People still use it, of course, it's got a huge, a huge following. But I, I think that the um, the glory days of Facebook, mm, let's see, we'll see how it develops with Meta. But I think it's, it's people are getting a bit bored of it. Yeah. Catherine says, um, I did sponsored posts at the beginning of Facebook. You're not old enough to be there for the beginning of Facebook, are you, Catherine? Surely. But yeah, I did sponsor that as at uh, the beginning of Facebook, but I didn't get any clients from it. Yeah. I've never had personally very good results. When I was no. marketing all the Run Chat Live conferences and things, I would stick it out there and you think I'm only spending 15, 20 quid and it's hitting yeah. this audience, but no. I didn't get that much back from no, it. I didn't either. I didn't either. You know, and Gary says, uh, you know, um, with the, the leaflet dropping, it's, it's it's not a great return on investment. It's not. I, mean, I used to do 100 leaflet drops um, uh, at a time. And, and uh, but, uh, but if you do a hundred drops, you, you can still pick up a couple of clients from it, you know, mm. and you can do a hundred drops in a couple of hours. And actually it's actually, if you pick up a couple of clients out of a hundred leaflet drops, it's not bad. You've got to, yeah, it helps to be targeted. So, you know, so approach, approach the rights of neighborhood. Um, and, mm. um, but yeah, I, I, I used to do a lot of it. And, and, you know, if you just pick up a couple of clients here and there, it can make a big difference to your working week. You know, those two clients might see you, every every month for the next six months and leaflets sometimes can go up on fridges they get put somewhere yeah. you know on, on yeah. by and the most phone of, most of them will go in the bin yeah of course but the ones but, that don't you, know, you, you you will hit one and if you make it personal enough and and you, i think if you print it as well um you know we had we had um a lady come around that was doing leaflet drops um for advertising her cleaning services and straight away i saw it was just a printed sheet on a printer nothing glossy nothing professional and it just said, here's my name and I, I'm looking for printing work. And I kept it and I thought, that's someone who I want to contact. Bingo. There we go. Yeah. We've got an interesting um, kind of polar thing happening in with the live people here tonight. We've got Catherine Reimer, who said with a monkey with its hands over its face symbol, all Tim is saying is what I'm not doing. I need to be a better business person. So that's Catherine <laughs> on the one side of things. So Catherine, um, I'm, I'm glad that we found something you're not doing that's that's the idea that's the goal of the podcast it'd be boring if you just yeah heard things you're already doing so yeah. i'm kind of happy in a way Catherine, because it's all up from here isn't it it's great hopefully it gives you some ideas um, but Catherine, then on the other side yeah oh, go on yeah you comment um, on that Catherine, i i've written um a free ebook it's like an ebook it's just it's not even an ebook it's like a guide which i just knocked up on word um which is about 25 26 pages long and um, I'd be more than happy to share it with you. It's just a PDF. It's like a couple of megabytes big uh, with some tips that I've learned along the way through, mostly from making mistakes. 
Um, but I'd be very happy to um, to share with you, or, or even Gary, if you wanted to distribute it to the STA and you you know have a look at it. And if there's anything relevant in there, you you can make it tailor it or whatever. Um, but I'm happy to share some 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 tips with you uh, if if that'd be helpful. So I've got a PDF which I can send you if you'd like. Very kind. Yeah, that'd be great. Because I mean, you you were physio two thousand early two thousands. When did you? Yeah, two thousand five. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you so decided to do osteopathy. I did osteopathy first. So I, I first became I first did reflexology. I became a reflexologist and set up okay. a small little business doing reflexology. And then I qualified as an osteopath. Uh, oh, first. Yeah. Then I officially qualified as a physio in two thousand and five, um, or, okay. or became registered as a physio in two thousand five with the HCPC, um, and. Um, and uh, yeah, and then I've I've done all sorts of things from 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 um, rehabilitation was 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 most of my training over the last few sort of ten or fifteen years. You've seen a lot, and it took you to the Olympics as well, which I'm sure was six uh, times now. Yeah, yeah six yeah. times. Six, yeah, so I was in Beijing this year, um, which was very very interesting. Um, and Freddie, they always are unique experiences going to Olympic Games. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, I try and do so much from, from NHS work, you know, to, to support the NHS, to vaccinations, to mm. Olympics, to um, health and lifestyle coaching, and try and encourage people to, you know, to, to improve their lifestyles and, and, and lose weight, to software, to clinics, you know, I, 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 because I get so much enjoyment from having a, 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 a variation in, in, in my week. Um, there we go. Nikki has, um, I mean, yeah, so basically you're, you're, you're looking good for your age and you've been around, but you've seen a lot of stuff come and go. So yeah, that's why look, I'm, I'm starting <laughs> to get the wrinkles. You Botox see. is wearing off, is it? Yeah, just go <laughs> and get a little bit more in there. Yeah. Um, Right, Nikki has um, approaching from the other end, and Nikki says, "Catherine, I'm the opposite. I'm doing everything Tim's saying is good. I'm doing everything Tim's saying is good, and my bookings are spiraling. I've gone from fully booked plus waitlist for ten years, waitlist for ten years, to less than half booked due to economy. Okay, so that's interesting. Um, yeah, you know, what do you say I, for I, Nikki? It's the worry, isn't it? Is is that people are feeling that pinch, and um, and so it's 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 obviously a worry, but." But we've got to really keep going and 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 keep going, Nikki. And 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 also, like Gary's offered, you know, you could get a little bit of support and some mentorship, and and it just helps motivate, um, to to motivate you to to, to really to to to, you know, to to network and to promote yourself and promote your great work. Get some fresh ideas. Doesn't matter how long you've been in the business, is it? It no. only takes one person with a different yeah. angle to yeah. suddenly. I've just realised what I did now. I thought you were saying you had a wait list for like 10 years. I'm sorry, I can book you in 10 years time. What you Obviously, you didn't mean that, Nicky. You were saying you've been in the game for 10 years and, and for that long, you've had a fully booked waiting list and stuff. So apologies for um, reading it out the wrong way. Yeah, have a chat, someone, Nicky. I think I, I know I pick up things. Well, I'm in the lovely position of being the host here. So every every week with a guest, I'm hearing something new and making me reflect and think. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm older than... Uh, even our guest. So there you go. No, you still look pretty young to me. Oh yeah, I look younger than you. I never said I didn't look younger. <laughs> but um, I think I'm older there. Uh, right, Gary Benson's back and says leaflets in running. Gary's brilliant for marketing. I remember Gary's yeah. one of my tutors years really ago, good. and he was like the the business card expert. And, Gary and you know what? Also, here. Gary's really good at networking. Mm. Yeah, and that's such a key when you're growing your own business. Is that networking? It's a big thing. And it's interesting because I don't think 
I think Gary would be happy not talking to anybody. I don't mean that nastily, but I think it doesn't come naturally. It's not like Gary says, hey, everybody, kind of Mr. Tumble jumping out and saying hi to everyone. I think Gary doesn't come naturally. He's just realized through, and I'm just speaking for you here, Gary, but it's not that you have to be an extrovert to be able to network. It's a professional thing that you learn and there's tricks and ways to do it and being in the right place and getting confidence. And But yeah, Gary says leaflets in running shops, cricket club notice boards, golf club shops work much better if marketing is targeted to those demographics. Definitely. Walk in the streets a little bit more. Um, Catherine has said that'd be great, Tim, taking you up on your offer of yeah. the um, PDF for tips. That'd be great. Um, Gary has said, let's schedule a, a call, Tim. So Gary's there as well, networking with you. Um, and Catherine says um, here, replying to Nikki, says, Nikki, I know that at times things can fluctuate due to school holidays, that kind of thing. Having to juggle kids in time for them, too. I know it's not just that can be economy, too. There's so many factors, isn't there? So many multifactorial things going on. Yeah. OK, so there were your top five, weren't they? Yeah. Um, was there and they're amazing and we'll make sure they go into the, the notes in order from one down to five. Was yeah, there anything which nearly made it? Notepad. What's that? Oh, was there anything which you thought, shall I put that in? Because I only said you could have five. Was there any near misses? Anything which else which you think could have made the top five? Um, yeah, I, um, yeah, there's a few other bits. Um, I, I think a lot of it is, uh, it is also self-belief um, mm -hmm. and, and to have that self-confidence. Uh, look, what you said about being extrovert and introvert is really interesting because I've always considered myself an introvert. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, I feel I, I'm actually very out of place in social situations at parties. I, I'm, I'm useless. Mm. um and um, in, in clinics i'm good because i feel really confident with, with the way i treat or the way you know in, in clinic environments and medical environments but but actually it's it's really really hard if you are a bit introverted um and trying to have that self-belief um i've built up a bit over the years um and um, have confidence in yourself because the chances are you're doing a really great job mm. um but sometimes we think that we're not doing a good job and uh having a bit of self-belief is, is really important so believe in you. It's a beautiful thing. I think that's where I'll probably edit the actual podcast and just play some, uh, what was it? Did I ever say you were my hero? I think that's what we're going <laughs> out with on that. But it's, and I think, again, that's where I don't want to kind of like thrash them into thing, but having someone else talk to you, even some people hopefully listen to this podcast and hearing you saying that probably picks them up. You know, sometimes you really need it, especially if you're working by yourself and you're kind of i always remember i used to do a lot of class instruction when i was just working in gyms and things the whole les mills things with body combat and body jam yeah. and body pump and and you'd have a class sometimes with 30 40 people for an hour just doing it all the way circuit training full on you've got the music going and then there was always that moment when the class had gone you were left there in an empty studio just and i just and it was just a total down it's like oof. And then the self-doubt would come and you thought, well, yeah, they all enjoyed it. But now, and it's so tricky. It's uh, And we've had chats about mental health and things like that before. But I think in these days when mental health is on people's minds, excuse the pun, but a lot more, it's easy to have that um, kind of imposter syndrome to doubt yourself. Yeah. Um, there's so much digging away at us in life at the moment. It's yeah. easy to fall into dark places. So yeah, having I that person, you know, just saying, you know what, you're great. You're amazing. Can yeah. make a huge difference, can't it? Yeah, because you're right. It, it is so much um, with with social media as well. We're always made to feel a little bit inadequate. Hugely. And also there's always people knocking you at social media. And some of it I find really uncomfortable. You know, I, I see a lot of it on Twitter and it can be so unpleasant. Um, and, and it makes you feel like what you're doing is actually wrong. 
especially for manual therapy. See, I feel guilty sometimes for doing manual therapy, even though I know it works and my patients seem to respond great to it. And yet I can read social media and still feel guilty for doing manual therapy. And it, you know what? And, and then I have to pick myself up and say, don't be stupid. It does work and patients do benefit from it. Um, and, and so there's so much on social media that can actually give you a bit of a knock. Um, so it's like, try and believe in try and believe in yourself there you go so that could be number six and seven don't judge yourself comparing yourself to what people yeah. on social media there's some really good people who talk about that um i think even i can't remember who it was now but normally it's denzel washington or someone but like it's so true we do compare ourselves too much and often the people who seem so successful are taking pictures from Dubai and all these areas and jacuzzis and making millions, they're probably not. And they're probably not as happy as they look, you know, otherwise they wouldn't be on Instagram sharing it with everyone. They'd just be lapping it up. Um, So it's tricky. Don't, yeah, don't judge yourself by others on social media. All right, mate, look, it's nine o'clock. That that zoomed by. Um, I'm really excited for people to go through this again on the podcast and have a listen. If um, people want to contact you or follow you and see what you're up to, you're up to so many things. So that's probably a difficult question, but. What's the best way of following you and getting in contact with you, do you think? Um, so you probably either add me on Facebook or, or I'm on Twitter, not very much, but at, at Tim Allardyce on Twitter is it, okay. great. Um, and, um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm happy to uh, to reach out. If if Nikki, I, I feel, feel a bit bad, actually, reading some of your messages. And if, you know, I, I think Gary's off some support, but I'm also happy to have a chat with you if you'd like. Um, you know, there's no charge. I'm happy to give, you know, 30 minutes of my time just, to have a, an online cup co- of coffee or something and um, if you just need a bit of support um, because it's hard out there and, and it, it, it is tough so um, yeah reach out just drop drop me in line or I'll speak to Gary and he'll pass on my details. Fantastic very kind and Sabrina um, wins a prize for being late Sabrina you're an hour late Sabrina what's going on I mean come on I mean thanks for apologizing but uh, just got the line. oh no 20 minutes you got watching back from the start after um, yeah, yes, I've definitely found leaflets better than advertising, always word of mouth. Thanks for joining us, Sabrina. I hope um, your day's been good and uh, you'll be able to catch up on the podcast or on the video if you want to watch on YouTube. If you are listening to the podcast and you want to see um, uh, Tim Allardyce in action actually on video, then just go to the Sports Therapy Association YouTube page and that's up there forever on YouTube as opposed to Facebook, which just disappears in a feed and you never see it again. So that's why we're only on Facebook now. Right, um, Nikki Mansfield will have the final word. Um, Nikki has said, thank you, Tim. That's so kind. That would be amazing. Not a problem. Right, guys, um, business, that was a great start. Tim, thank you so much. That's really opened the door to a lot of interesting thoughts on on focus on business, as I knew it would. Um, It continues this month, um, all of June. We've got some great guests lined up covering topics such as social media, which will go into more depth on advertising and different ways of using social media, the pros, the cons, if does it suit you, is it not for you, that sort of thing. Um, and we're going to have other topics as well lined up. But I really, I've, I've even got a gap for a guest, which I'm leaving open. There's a few people talking and getting back to me, but I'm happy to put someone in there which meets the demand. So if you really have got any particular aspects of business for soft tissue therapy that you would like covered, then let me know, obviously in the next kind of few days, Matt at the sta.co.uk, and I'll find someone who who caters um, for whatever your requirement is. I will find them and seek them and bring them. So send them over to me. Um, I'm going to sign out now. Tim, hang around so I can say thank to you personally if you'd be so kind. I'm going to shut the live lounge. 
Um, all it is left for me to say, hopefully we'll see you uh, next week, next Tuesday at eight o'clock on the Sports Therapy Association podcast. Take care. You're listening to the Sports Therapy Association podcast, putting evidence back into soft tissue therapy.